What do you think about when you hear the word discipline? Does discipline limit you? Does it hold you down? Does it keep you from growing? Or does discipline free you? Does discipline unlock some of your biggest future growth potential as a financial brand leader? Might it just be that it is discipline which helps you to level up yourself, your team, your organization during the tough and turbulent times that we're in right now? Well, Let's find out how discipline shapes your destiny on today's episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Greetings and hello. My name is James Robert Lay, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Behind the Cover series, where Audrey Kanata, operations lead here at the Digital Growth Institute, and I go behind the cover of a book that we've been reading to share insights to guide you forward along your own journey of growth as a financial brand leader. And today, we're going to be discussing Discipline is Destiny, The Power of Self-Control by Ryan Holiday. Now, this book is one of those books that I am going to recommend to all financial brand leaders, just like I know that this podcast is going to be a podcast that we share with all financial brand leaders who are in our Banking on Digital Growth program. That's because discipline provides a path towards unlocking new levels of growth because it unlocks new levels of freedom. This is true for our personal life. This is also true for our professional life. But this is even true for the account holders that we are guiding as financial brands, that we're guiding as banks, credit unions, or fintechs along a financial journey by helping people level up their financial confidence so that they can achieve financial freedom. Welcome to the show, Audrey. It is always good to go behind the cover with you as we are doing once again today with Discipline is Destiny. Yes, sir, it is. It's been a minute since we've had a behind the cover, and I'm excited. This is definitely worth... Um, the the break that we took because this this is one of my favorite books I think so far. You know, I remember when we started this year and we had our first meeting and I gave you a copy of this book and you're like, I already have it. Actually, I think you yeah. picked it up maybe 12 months ago. It's been a while. I actually bought this book on pre-order. So when it first came out um, because I had just finished reading The Obstacles Away. So I was writing that, you know, Ryan Holiday High. This book came out, got it right away. For whatever reason, it just, I put it on my bookshelf. I mean, it has been facing me on my bookshelf for over a year, year and a half. And, you know, I, the way I approach books, I have a lot of books that I want to read. And I generally, there's just some sort of unexpected, explainable calling that I tend to wait for a pull towards the book. And I just hadn't had it towards this one yet yeah. for whatever reason. Um, and then you and I started having these conversations about discipline yeah. and it was like, Oh my gosh, you got me the copy. I've been staring at this book for a year and a half. Uh, so yeah, it became blatantly clear. This is the book I needed in my life right now. Well, before we get too deep into discipline as destiny, what is good right now in, in your life, in your world, personally or professionally, you know it's your pick to get started. So on a personal note, I'm really excited. This weekend, I'm heading to Denver 
uh, with my cousins. This is our third year to do a cousin's trip. Um, my grandparents have 14 grandkids, and I'm proud to say that 11 of us are meeting up in Denver uh, with a few significant others. And um, I just think it's really cool that we've been able to do this. Um, you know, we are all so diverse. We don't live in the same city, states, um, you know, different political views, different music, careers, but we've just all been really committed to staying close as a family. And I'm just, I, I know my grandparents are really proud of that. You know, as you're talking through that, I think about my four kids and they are four out of 14 grandkids on my wife's side and to think about what you're doing with your cousins it is definitely i would say something to aspire to because you're right it's easy to just you grow up you go your separate ways but you're coming back together and that that requires to the point of today's conversation it requires discipline and so yes. Let's let's go behind this the, the cover of this book. It's it is yeah. by Ryan Holiday, and you've got your copy. If if you're watching the video, <laughs> I've got my copy right here. Um, it's one that I recommend financial brand leaders read because there is there's never maybe never is not the right word. It's been a while. It's been a long while, particularly talking with different financial brand leaders. That it has been a while. We need to be disciplined to do difficult things even more so we need to be dif disciplined to do difficult things while defeating distractions during the tough and turbulent times like we are in right now because as a leader your actions i'd say your actions even more so than your words are what confidently communicate confidence to your team to others in the organization to your account holders to people in the communities that you're serving and when you communicate confidence, confidence is contagious. But what about you? Why is discipline so important during a time that we're in right now, particularly when we think about it at a larger macro level? And we probably should come back and do a conversation on this, the fourth turning. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, not going to get too deep into that, but maybe context into what the fourth turning is and why discipline is needed in a time like this more than before? I think there is more distraction now than ever, just for obvious reasons. Um, the digital world that we live in, uh, there is so much instant gratification at our fingertips and all of these quick fixes and, you know, just wanting to jump to the next best thing or, um, you know, avoid any pain or discomfort. And I, and I think, Discipline, one of the things, and, and I'll be honest with you, this is why it took me so long, I think, to really connect with this book and open it up and start reading it is I really didn't have this broader understanding of the word discipline. I really had more of a limited thinking of what discipline entailed. And so I thought, I think I'm a pretty disciplined person. You know, I, I, work out regularly and I, you know, I eat healthy and I show up to my job and I have good habits, but there is so much more, um, behind being disciplined. And I think a lot of us probably realize, um, we probably even have some negative connotations when it comes to discipline, but yeah. I think this right here, and I, I said this in my LinkedIn post the other day, it is the dictionary for discipline. 
disciplining your body, your mind, your spirit, your interactions with other. It's really how to live your life on a day-to-day basis and be fulfilled. Mm. When you talk about this idea of distraction, I I do want to loop this back to this idea of being in a quote-unquote fourth turning for context for those who are watching and those who are listening if if you're not aware of the term fourth turning it came from a book written in 1997 that was very prophetic to where we're at today and the authors of this book identified patterns of humanity going back hundreds of years that human follows humanity follows an 80-year cycle more or less it's not exact but we have a season of spring, we have a season of summer, we have a season of fall, and then we have a season of winter. And right now we're in a period of winter. And based upon this book, um, you know, it's projected that this period of winter will extend to around the early 2030s time period. And I think back to what we've experienced since early 2020, and I'm hearing this from financial brand leaders. It's, they're tired. They're they're overwhelmed. They're burned out. They're like, well, can we just get back to quote unquote normal? And I'm like, well, this is you. This is kind of the the quote unquote the new normal. And yep. discipline is the path forward through a tough and turbulent time. I'm glad you mentioned distraction too because. In this quote-unquote age of AI, when digital devices are prolific, we have an amazing tool. We have an amazing capability um, in the palm of our hand. We walk around with them. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because that tool, quote-unquote, that device can be just as distracting. And banking on change, I'm writing to the fact that and a lot of it is, I would say, is even inspired by this idea of stoicism. I, I'm writing about digital stoicism and the need to re-examine the relationships that we have with our digital devices. A, a tool, if you will, is a hammer, for example, or yeah. screwdriver. You put it on the table, you walk away, you're done with it, and that's it. But I'm, I've really re- rethought that these digital devices that we have – are they really tools? Because when we're done with the phone, we put the phone down, the hammer doesn't beckon us to come pick it back up, but that phone will beckon, call, beep, ding, buzz. And to a degree, it's a distraction in all areas of our life. So how do we, yeah, how do we, how do we, how does discipline play into all of this? And, And maybe even more deeply, let's dive into what you were scratching the surface on why might the word discipline just be so off-putting for some, even some who might be watching or listen, listening, even yourself? They're like, I was disciplined. I worked out. Yeah. But you're like, there's ways that we could peel the layers of the onion back even further. Yeah, I think discipline, probably, if you if we were to do a, a survey, it has a negative connotation. I mean, it, it feels restricting. Um, mm. You know, I think discipline in a sense is a little bit reactive. And I just think about children and growing up or, you know, being a teacher when students have issues at school, we filled out a disciplinary action form. Uh, Um, So it sounds like something that you need because, you know, you're not doing very well, but in reality, discipline is all about being proactive. It's all about being aware and making choices 
to set you up for the future, not to fix your past. That point of awareness is one that I want to surface here just a little bit more when you're thinking about distraction in a digital world with these devices. It's almost like we struggle with environmental ADD. Um, I've, I've really rethought as one who has a very active and creative mind as I do, I've really rethought of like how to reframe ADD to something more positive. And it, it's along the lines of this idea of awareness plus discipline equals destiny. Because awareness and attention go hand in hand together and and your attention, your focus, what you focus on, where your attention is, that's going to expand. Something you and I have talked about is where your attention or your focus goes, your energy will flow. And so in, in difficult times, in tough times, it's easy for our attention, our awareness to maybe get trapped in either a cave of complacency or, or even worse, a sea of chaos, which is now where discipline, the habit of discipline, comes back into play because we are in a constant battle for our attention right now, for our awareness. Yeah, I, I think that when we, we don't want to suffer, whether it's mentally, emotionally, um, and there, and like you mentioned, we're in this fourth turning. There's a lot of things happening around us that are very uncomfortable. Um, and I think it's very easy to distract ourselves, to find ways to cope that are not healthy, to find instant gratification, to feel good in the moment because we don't like feeling uncomfortable. And I know, and this is, I mean, I didn't realize I needed it until recently, but I'm 100% guilty of that. You know, I had a pretty, I say rough couple of years. I just mean they were complex, um, a lot of changes, a lot of unknown, a lot of anxieties. And I generally tended to distract myself, ignore the situation, look other what look look other places, give other people and things my attention rather than em, not not even embracing, just just feeling what's going on and accepting that. Um, and we don't want to do that naturally as humans. Nobody does. The idea of distraction and maybe even deeper kind of numbing down. hundred yeah, percent. I think of one and, and I've spoken about this, my struggle with digital addiction. And it's, it, it's, it's not a joke. It's to the, it was to the point to where it was taking a major toll on my personal relationships to where I could not, I couldn't be alone. Like, yeah, I'm standing in line. I pull up my phone. Like, why? Like, why? Why do we go there when we could just probably just enjoy that moment, look around, smile at another human being, make that connection? But we 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 go to our devices. We go to these other quote unquote vices, whatever they might be, and it is for that point of distraction. But I really appreciate how Ryan frames this book because. It's three different parts. It starts with disciplining the body, 
And before we dive into the, these three different parts, I want to roll this back for just one moment to make this even more practical for those who are listening or watching through the lens of financial services as a financial brand leader. How might this book, Discipline is Destiny, might apply through the lens of financial coaching, a conversation that has become pretty frequent on this podcast as a way to A, differentiate, but B, offer account holders more than just another commoditized product or service. Where does discipline and, and financial coaching come come in together here so that we can help finan- uh, account holders increase their financial confidence? Oh my gosh. I mean, hand in hand, certainly. Um, I, you know, I've shared before I'm I'm going through financial coaching right now and so much of it is discipline. It is knowing um, where to put my attention to financially, where to show restraint financially. It's knowing that it is an everyday having discipline. It's not like one and done. It's a constant daily practice in your life. And we know that your finances are involved in just just about every part of your life. It all goes together. And the more you can understand how discipline plays a role um, and how understanding moderation um, can play right into your finances, absolutely. I think this book makes perfect sense. You've mentioned the word a couple of times attention, awareness. I liked how you frame moderation here because when thinking about this through the lens of financial services, we can look to apply this thinking internally. We can look to apply it externally, but it really comes down to developing what I call a strong team. It's a mental model of how are you investing your time? Time is an investment that can be, have a multiplier payoff. Where are you spending your energy because energy is finite and then you're eventually you're going to have to recharge. What are you paying attention to? Because where your attention or focus goes, energy will flow. And then finally, all of this time, energy, attention, it connects to money. So that's team right there. And when it comes to discipline, as I mentioned before, one of the recommendations the way that this book is framed is first we have to discipline the body. Seneca once wrote the body should be treated rigorously that it may not be disobedient to the mind. Why, why do we start with the exterior, the body? I think because honestly, this is the, this is the easiest place to start Um, And I think it's also where a lot of us do think when we initially think about discipline, um, it's what, how are we treating our body? And I think (sighs) disciplining your body, you're going to almost immediately feel the results of that. You know, you get a good night's sleep. You feel great the next day. Which requires discipline to get a good night's sleep. It requires discipline. And you can feel it right away. You can feel how good that feels. So you want to keep going. When you go to the gym and you work hard, you can feel your body reacting the next day. So I think 
starting with your physical body, it's the easiest place to start. It's the easiest thing to commit to because you're getting the almost immediate payback. No, you're not going to lose 20 pounds overnight. You know, you're not going to have these big transformations, but I think it's the most realistic to apply and you can do it in tandem with other things. You know, mm. you can get on the treadmill for 20 minutes while also listening to a podcast. Um, you can tie these together to where it's, it doesn't feel as painful to do. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it's taking a lot of your time. You could kind of naturally weave it in. So um, yeah, I think, you know, discipline, disciplining your body is a, probably the easiest place to start. Um, just, just showing up doesn't take a whole lot of mindset changes just to know to walk in the door to the gym or get a good night's sleep. Um, yeah. One of the things I want to quote from the book right here comes back to why, why is discipline so important, particularly starting with the body? Freedom requires discipline. Discipline gives us freedom. Freedom gives us greatness and your destiny is there. This is about freedom. And a lot of times, if you think about through the lens of financial services, what do people want? They want quote unquote financial freedom. Well, to achieve and gain financial freedom, to increase financial confidence is going to require discipline. Furthermore, since we're tying this back to the physical body, I'm going to quote, this is not about six pack abs or the avoidance of all that feels good. Correct. But instead about developing the fortitude required for the path we have chosen. It's about being able to go to the distance and steering clear of blind alleys and mirages along the way. If we don't dominate ourselves physically, here's the question. Who and what does dominate? Outside forces, laziness, adversity, entropy, atrophy. We do the work today and always because it's what we're here for. And we know that while it might seem easy to take an easy, more pleasurable path to indulge our pleasure centers in the long run, it's a far more painful route. So once again, there's this correlation here when we think about money, short-term gain, could create long-term pain. It's hard. It's hard to make that connection to the future self in the present moment. So we put things off. Disciplining. We don't think about the pain. We don't think about the future cost of things. Um, yeah, we, we want the instant gratification, the feel good in the moment. We don't consider the consequences down the line. One of the, and I love this book because the stories, the, yes. this book is so rich with stories. Um, he opens up on the idea of disciplining the body with Lou Gehrig. Yeah. And he talked, talked about how he avoided all of the vices, Yep. whether it was food or drink. And he even compared Lou Gehrig to Babe Ruth Yep. and what Babe Ruth could have been had Babe Ruth had the discipline that Lou Gehrig had Lou Gehrig. You see that with, you know, Cal Ripken jr. It's, yeah. it's this 
deeper thing here of showing up, which was another point that he wrote about when disciplining the body, just, just show up. Yeah, this is a total kind of a side note, but one of the things I picked up in that chapter talking about Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth and just, you know, how different they were, they were still great friends. Yeah. You know, they were still, I mean, Babe Ruth was with Lou Gehrig till the very end. And I just thought, wow, that is so, you know, interesting. And, and I love that, you know, you don't have to be the exact same. You can, you know, completely approach life differently, but but yeah, they were still really, really good friends. What about show up? You know, I, one of the things I keep telling my kids, 95% of, of success in life is just showing up. Yeah. Yeah. This is so funny that you mentioned. I wasn't even sure if you were going to bring up show up today, but, and I promise you, you cannot make this up, but this happened, this conversation happened this morning uh, with my daughter. Now we're in Houston and we all know one day it's hot, cold, whatever. <laughs> Temperatures dropped a little bit last night. Uh, our air remained the same. We were struggling to get out of bed this morning. Just didn't want to get up cozy, warm. And I was laying with my daughter and I go, oh, I don't want to get up and go take a cold shower right now. That sounds terrible. Cause, but I take a sh cold shower every single day. My house was just unusually cold this morning. And she goes, well, then don't. And I said, well, I don't have to. You're right. Um, but if I don't do the hard work, I'm not going to get the benefits. Yeah. And then she goes, but mom, you do it every day. Just don't, just don't do it today. And so that actually led to a conversation. And I said, you know what? That's today. But then what if I say that tomorrow? And so I jumped in. Now I will say... I reduced my time in there by like 50%. And I kept telling myself, you know what? You made it in. That's it. You didn't have to go the full minute. But um, yeah, I think just showing up, it's that commitment to the routine, whether or not you're able to go 100%. And, and he makes it this point uh, in the book as well, being your best. And being your best varies from moment to moment. And in that moment this morning, the best I could give was you know 25 seconds in the cold shower <laughs> so it's it's so funny you talk about that because you know i do a lot of cold therapy too and i was watching um some research on the neuroscience of of doing hard things being disciplined to do hard things and there's now the science is backing up the benefit that this has in developing grit resiliency <laughs> two key traits to a much deeper journey of establishing and expanding a growth mindset. And I know we're going to do a, an upcoming conversation about grit and growth mindset and how all that plays into achieving future growth. But my son he had a track meet last night and it was cold and it was cold again this morning. And he said, he told me last night, he goes, he asked my wife, he asked Alina, he goes, mom, can I skip practice this morning? She deferred and deflected. Yeah. And she goes, go ask your dad. Wow. And uh, he asked me the question and I just kind of just dead eyed him. I'm just, I didn't even answer. I just looked at him. And he was like, okay. I go, here's the thing. If I told you yes to this, what else are you going to try to get out of? 
Exactly. It's 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 it, slippery slope. It really is. And and that was one of the things that Ryan writes about in the book. And I think as a leader, we have to be very mindful of. If we compromise, then we're compromised. Yeah. That I read that and and that hit me because I think, my goodness, what do I compromise on? And, and it's little things too. You know, I know you and I, we have been really tr- trying to be disciplined with our calendar, our yeah. calendar times. And we've both, I know, had to check each other on a few times when, you know, we'll block something off for a certain day. Okay, this day is going to be a race day. Something comes up. Oh, just this one time, it's a, you know, special scenario. Let's cancel this and do that. And it's like, no, because mm. if we do it today, why not do it next week? And so we really had to show some discipline and restraint on sticking to our, you know, routines as far as calendar cadence of meetings. Um, yeah. And I appreciate that. Great point on that. And, you know, since this is just real time, I'm pulling up an email that came in this morning. I want to quote this and we're going to keep it confidential, but quote, I've been so slammed with meetings. I can't seem to get anything done anymore. All we do is meet, meet, meet. I would love to have a meeting about how we could reduce all these meetings. Wow. We hear that a lot though. Where's the, where's the discipline? Like, that's the question. Like, where's the discipline? Because I think what happens is we fall into the cave of complacency. We get into the rote routine. It becomes repeatable. We don't ask questions. We don't ask why. And so we end up doing what we've always have done, knowing, or perhaps even not knowing, the costs associated with that. And it does take accountability. And even even to the point to where you mentioned, like, you know, we have a race day, um, which is dedicated, like, deep thinking work. Or it might be a, just a race time block period to that everything is blocked there um, to where we don't have meetings or calls. But the same is true for creating that space to rest and recover the mind as well. Oh, yeah. And when I think about, I'm going to come back to what I read before. Freedom requires discipline. Discipline gives us freedom. And as one who has a very active, creative mind, struggles with attention. I used to fight for years thinking that discipline is restrictive. Mm-hmm. But, but really rethinking all of that, it's the discipline that does provide the freedom to do even better. And let's move from, well, I would say before we move on, there's one other point of the book this part of the book that i think is so key and it's even you know echoes one of our four principles for exponential growth here which is to make your bed one of the things that that ryan writes about is to sweat the small stuff and he referenced john wooden teaching his team at ucla how to tie their shoes which i thought was so fascinating you have these college basketball players being taught by a coach how to tie shoes, but there's a reason there was a purpose behind it. 
Yeah. It's like respecting every piece of what you do. I know when talking about the Lou Gehrig story, uh, Ryan Holiday mentioned that no matter how awful his hit was, you would never see Lou Gehrig throw his back and storm off and get angry because he respected the game and every piece of it, meaning there's going to be times where you suck. There's going to be times where you make a mistake and you just accept it and and deal with it. So I think, yeah, I I love that. Um, I don't remember why. Can you you remind us why the tying the shoes? What was the specific It was, it was, and it was, it was a great connecting all of the different dots together. And I wanted to come back and pull this up because if you didn't, if you didn't, here it is. I'm going to quote an improperly worn shoe can lead to a blister. Oh yeah. A blister can lead to an infection, to favoring a foot, to going up for a rebound wrong, to a broken ankle or blown out knee. All yeah. because you failed to to put your socks and your shoes on properly. Yep. And to kind of connect all of those different dots to a worst case scenario, you're like, oh, mm. not, oh. never really thought of it that way before, but it, it makes a ton of sense. And we continue through the book from disciplining the body to moving inwards yeah. with temperament, with the mind. One of, one of the things that he writes here, it doesn't matter how much we discipline, quote, it doesn't matter how much we discipline, how much discipline we exert over what we eat or when we wake up, if we are riven by distraction at the mercy of our biases or bad moods given over to temptation, impulses, or instincts. This is no way to live. In fact, this intemperance condemns a person to never reach their full potential with perpetual misery as a possible chaser true self-control means moderation not just in what we do but how we think how we feel how we comport ourselves in a world of chaos and confusion okay why the mind why discipline why discipline the mind so this is where i'm at right now okay so i i had mentioned that i i understood a lot of the the disciplining your body. But this, this section was like the, okay, this is, this is why this book is calling out to me right now Mm. uh, in my life. So I really just, oh my gosh, I could probably, I will reread this section just over and over and over again. But, um, you know, he talks about, we can only be happy when we practice restraint. Um, You know, it's, it's really that it's that choosing the vice or the virtue. Um, he, one of the, one of the sections talks about quit being a slave. Um, Mm. and you know, a lot of us are ignorant on our dependencies. It doesn't have to be a severe dependency either. I mean, we are all can be dependent, whether it's sure it could be alcohol, you know, smoking, um, you know, uh, unhealthy food, but it could also be addiction to power and control and to work and to social media. And so I think this is where it really takes that focus inward and, and makes it very clear that nothing is nothing externally is going to make you happy. And that has been a tough lesson that I really started to understand in the last few years that the happiness 
is only going to come with it. And I know we hear that and it probably sounds cliche, but this section really paints that picture in just every different scenario in life. I I can't help but think as, as we're talking through these thoughts, what if we were as a financial brand to bring this thinking to our account holders as part of a quote unquote financial coaching program, because how much of people's financial behavior is tied to filling a void. I'm, I, I can speak there. And, I, sure. and, and, and just as I can as well, like I I'm speaking, you know, I, I I know myself and and there's the idea of the mind. There's a lot of stoic wisdom here. You got to know thyself. Yeah. All transformation begins with the end with, within it. It it starts with the mind and the heart connection and just being honest. Um, The other thing too, because we're, we're talking about habits, financial habits, 95%, and this comes out of a Harvard study professor, 95% of what we do is at a subconscious level. Habits. 5% is conscious. And if we're not consciously aware of the unconscious, we're just running a program that was programmed a long time ago we need to just at least stop pause think about become aware of and is is this the program that we want to run or or do we need to write a different script because what are habits they're the actions that we repeat which are informed by what not thought no they're they're informed by feelings a lot of particularly financial behavior it's driven by emotion so then emotions are informed by our thought patterns, which are really deeply ingrained in belief systems and structures. And so there's this whole idea of, of why disciplining the mind is so critical for any type of transformative growth, whether that be digital transformation within a financial brand, because the same is true. You can go and get new technology but if the mind, the mindset of the individual team and organization is rooted 10 years ago, 20 years ago, new technology just adds to the confusion and the chaos. You don't chant, you don't, if you don't transform the mind, everything pretty much stays the same at that point. Why is yeah. this, why is this so hard? I think it's. I mean, we touched on it, bef- we've touched on it before, but it's, it's the quick fixes. It's the overnight solutions. It's thinking, oh, this is easy. All we have to do is just go adopt this technology. Great. Wonderful. I don't know why and where along the way we got conditioned that life was supposed to be easy, that success was supposed to be easy and not come without challenges. And and you and I kind of laughed about this when I first read Obstacles Away. And, you know, Ryan Holiday is painting the picture of just all of these t- really and truly tough challenges that, that people have gone through in, the, in history and how it's almost like we've forgotten. We've forgotten that 
things take hard work. Things are difficult. Things take, you know, effort and patience. And if something seems too good to be true, and if something is painted out to be a quick fix, all you have to do is, is insert this technology, that right there should be a red flag. That's not reality. And that's not how we were meant to live. I want to give those who are watching and listening some hope here. Because one of the chapters in this section is about sharing the load. And it reads, quote, it takes discipline not to insist on doing everything yourself, especially when you know how to do many of those things well, especially when you have high standards about how well they should be done, even if you enjoy doing them, whether that's mowing the lawn, writing your speeches, making your own schedule, or answering your phone. You can't do this alone. This is where community comes into play, whether that be an internal community, quote-unquote cohort, of a team transforming together a community externally of account holders that you're guiding through a transformational journey. How does, how does community, how does team play into this so that it brings accountability? I mean, I think that's, that's it. I mean, the accountability piece I know is so, so important. Um, and it's not that we can't do it on our own. You know, sure, we can, we, we can do anything. Um, but why, why not set you, set yourself up for success and, and build in, you know, build that in, build the accountability piece. And I will tell you as, you know, disciplined and motivated that I am, and, and optimistic that I am in my life, I know that I would not have made as much progress, not saying that I wouldn't have ever made progress, but I would not have made as much progress that I have over the last several years if it was not for accountability, whether it's accountability from you, James Robert, in certain areas, from my financial coach, accountability from you know friends and family on some personal things. That accountability piece, and even the Stoics, you know, they all had, um, what did they call their, their guides? Um, I can't remember the name of them now. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know. Draw, they all learned. A blank. Said, yes. Yeah. Okay. I can't think of the name of it. You're not the um, only one drawing a blank on this myself yeah, too. Drawing a blank here. Uh, yeah, you have someone to lean on. I think it's really important. Um, you know, we're not meant, humans aren't meant to do do things alone. You know, we thrive in communities. Um, I know sometimes it, that takes a lot of courage, though. It yeah. takes a lot of courage to be open and to be honest with other people about your situation and where you want to go and to give them permission to hold you accountable. Um, but, you know, I think once you kind of break that wall down, um, and I actually posted about this this morning on LinkedIn. You know, once once you kind of open about where you're going and where you need to be, that takes away so much of that just stress and anxiety. You kind of feel free. Okay, they know we're all on the same page here. We're all moving in this direction. So, look, I just started rambling on and on. No, but you 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 bring back this one point here of 
the idea of being free and why discipline is so critical quote freedom requires discipline discipline gives us freedom freedom and greatness your destiny is there as we start to wrap up i want to just touch on this last section of the book going even deeper not the body Mm -hmm. not the mind but the soul the spirit why and how this is this is the section where it really it's like this takes discipline to a whole new level. Um, it's one thing to discipline our bodies and our mind, but now it's okay, be disciplined, but now in the quote unquote arena of, of life. Um, now in the real world. So now this is about other people and your interaction and your effect on other people. It's now become greater than yourself. Um, giving more to others, having more patience and being more tolerant of other people, having restraint in those challenging and tough situations. Yes, when we're all in the privacy of our own home, in our own quiet place, can we have control over our bodies and our minds? Sure. But that's not reality. Um, So this really takes it to a whole new uh, level when you're able to practice this restraint in the real world. And I think that is where some of the thinking we share, particularly through the banking on digital growth method and perspectives, playing the role of the helpful and empathetic guide and the story selling method. When when I teach that and I see leaders begin to transform how they perceive themselves, they're taking on a much more noble role than trying to be the hero they're making everything they do about leveling up the financial confidence of others. And that in and of itself, it's a journey. You've seen leaders take that crucible, but they've done it together as a team, as a cohort. And it, it's about letting go too. It's about shedding some of, you know, what, you know, beliefs, Um, and it's not about right or wrong. It's just about gaining a new perspective that, yeah, this is, there's a much bigger narrative at play here when it comes to value creation, because I think a lot of times, if you think about in in this, one of the questions I always ask, why should I open an account at your financial brand? And the default belief is, well, we have great rates and we have these great service, amazing service. It's got to be deeper than that. Putting the transformation of people beyond the commoditized transaction of dollars and cents. I think that's where the real, that's where the real growth opportunity is. Because when you help others grow, you grow as well. What's a great way for someone watching or listening to practically apply very simply to something small they can do to begin to either discipline the body, discipline the mind, discipline the the spirit? What's one thing that they can do right now to move forward and make progress along their own journey of growth? I would say just gain some awareness. Gain some awareness, look around, take a look at your day, 
um, what's getting your attention, what's getting your energy, and just look for some patterns. Um, not saying to eliminate anything or to make any big changes, but just kind of start to notice areas that maybe you're not exercising as much moderation as maybe you should. Maybe you are overindulging in certain areas of your life. Are you not restraining from different vices that you know you probably should um, a little bit? It's just gain some awareness, but also know that there's nothing wrong with you about and that say- you're okay. And we all have our own struggles. Not one person in this, you know, book of, of these wonderful, amazing people in history were perfect. They all had their own struggles. It's just about being aware. And look, I'm working on it myself right now. I'm 100% working on figuring out how to, you know, have, have self-discipline in different areas of my life. Um, so I'm right there with you. It's just gain a little bit of awareness and yeah, know that you're not alone. We're all trying to level up in some way. Um, yeah, some form or fashion. That's, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up. This is in no way, shape, form, or fashion about judgment. Um, I look at this as like Audrey. She is working in to be even better in certain areas of her life. I'm working to be better in certain areas of my life, personally, professionally. I'm helping others to be better in certain areas of their life through the lens of financial services and and digital growth. It's a journey and it is a journey from really from just good to great. And you got to measure your progress. And I'm glad you brought this idea of awareness up because show me your calendar Show me your bank account and I'll show you what's important to you. Ooh, that's good. Show me your calendar, show me your bank account and I'll show you what's important to you. And a lot of time it's that objective external perspective that is nothing more than just being a mirror and sometimes seeing the things that we don't want to see about ourselves and I've had people do this to me too like once again I I cannot sit here and tell you like I have not had people tell me the honest truth the truth that I didn't want to hear but it was the truth that I needed to hear what I chose to do with that information and that's really all it is it's just data what I chose to do or what I what you choose to do with the data that you get back it's just data you're the one who gets to decide how you interpret and how you apply it through your own journey of growth. Audrey, this has been, this has been a good conversation going behind the cover on such a wonderful book. Like you said, the dictionary of discipline, discipline is destiny by Ryan holiday. I know it's a book that uh, has been very helpful for you. Um, I, 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 trust that it will be helpful though, for those who watch and listen to this conversation, they go out and grab a copy but if someone is watching, someone is listening, and then they want to continue the conversation that we've started here today with you, what's the best way for them to reach out and say hello? Absolutely. You can always find me on LinkedIn, Audrey Canada. Connect with Audrey, learn with Audrey, grow with Audrey. Audrey, thanks again for going behind the cover on this episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Thank you, James Robert. Great conversation. As always, and until next time, be well, do good, and be the light.